How Long Gone is here. It's a beautiful Thursday morning um, down by the creek here in Glendale. What's going on over there in big city New York? Oh, it's disgusting. Uh, nice and warm. A nice hot breeze blowing the smells of urine and trash throughout the beautiful streets of Soho. I'm perched in in our apartment um luckily locked inside with with strong ac a gallon of water and of course my handy h5 zoom recorder hopefully this will be the last podcast on your h5 uh listeners with a keen ear were able to detect that chris's uh mic went out on the other episode we had to use the zoom backup so for those of you who sent me messages saying that he sounded different Thank you for your detective work. I had no idea as I spent an entire day <laughs> editing the audio yeah, for the, that it did sound different. For those people who sent the message, Jason, I would like to say get a life. Um, obviously, um, that is, you know, I'm glad that you have ears that you're able to listen to the show. It's hard to it's hard to get a life nowadays, though, because life is coming <laughs> at you quick. There's always, you know, it's. I mean, I was I was thinking earlier about because we were we were talking about um, the Barbie about how. You know, it's become so huge and this thing that's, you know, been created by branding and marketing companies and there's product rollouts and there's movies and clothes and, you know, it's like it's taken over our whole world and also like so has Grimace, a, a fictional character from a restaurant that, that people go well, to. Well, he's like, only fictional. He's only fictional if you don't have an imagination <laughs> for someone like me. Um, who grew up as a grimace stan? I, I've, you know, I always thought he was real, and I'm happy that America is finally celebrating his birthday. That's the respect he deserves. I, I just want to know why we we are both two adult men in our 40s, and the main, the two main things we <laughs> see in our lives are Barbie and grimace. Just well, this is how that's, that's how far we've turned, or how or how good we are is this a good thing uh i don't know well i mean i see just as much you know stuff about rehabbing my ankles and you know how to get bolder <laughs> shoulders and you know yeah but th this is the difference though because i see all that too and but that's like you know popping up on your for you instagram explore tiktok whatever shit but just like the general zeitgeist of of the world yeah is just so consumed by all of this and, and i was wondering earlier like how much of this which came first, chicken or the egg? Like, did the Barbie movie, did, you know, did Gerwig be like, hey, I got an idea. I wrote a script for a Barbie movie. It's a little funky. It's a little far out. And then the entire world sort of re readjusted, you know, what they're going to spend their money on for the next five years based on that. Or did somebody, you know, the who controls the power, uh, <laughs> did they say, like, hey, <laughs> Barbie needs to we need a new Barbie push because you know we were taking a shit and then we started making inclusive um, POC disabled Barbies and now we're back and we're killing it but we're not to where we were like when you know in the 80s or well, the 50s or 60s or whatever they'll never be to where they are because people have phones now so it's like I mean th there's a lot more competition for it I would argue that Barbie's bigger than ever right in the last two months which is just you know the power of marketing i guess like a yeah uh, you know a, a plastic toy that children play with has taken over or like whenever there's like a transformers or a gi joe or any of these like rehashed toy idea you know ninja turtles like it always does okay but i think because they were never marketed for the girls and the gays now the girls and the gays get yeah like their 80s childhood toy yeah, nostalgia rehash very simple it's very simple it's like everyone who grew up with barbie likes barbie 
those same people like Greta Gerwig and other famous people. <laughs> so they're going to go see the movie and it allows it allows the Mattel Corporation to push the dolls, you know, the toys, which are, you know, still I mean, I think I think getting a Barbie as a little girl is like a rite of passage. And I think American Girl dolls kind of crept in on that. But I believe that the American Girl Corporate, I feel like those are a little higher priced. Um, so I think the Barbie is 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 where you start, and then you go. From I don't. There. I don't know a single person who has ever got a Barbie doll for their child since I was literally, you know, since the '80s, since I was a literal child. That's definitely not true. And also, I don't know who the hell I would not consider Greta Gerwig to be a a household name by any stretch. And I'm a fan of her work. No, Greta, Ger- I mean, Greta I'm not, Gerwig's I'm not hating. Greta Gerwig's not a household name, but it's it's like she did Little Women, and she like is beloved by like thirty year old college educated coffee shop goers. It's the- bro, the Idol got more viewers than Little Women. I saw it in the theaters because I'm an ally, but that's still you know. It's I'm a, just telling you. A legendary I'm just trying tale. to. I'm trying to explain to you that this isn't rocket science by any means, and that like. Grimace, all this shit is playing on nostalgia like we always have, and Barbie just has more money and more firepower because there's a movie, so there's celebrities involved and a movie studio that can put money behind it, so it goes beyond the normal level of of toy marketing that they would that they would spend. It's just it's just more shit. It's just it's succession. It's all the same shit. It's we gonna we're gonna care <laughs> about it for a month and then it's gonna go away. That's just it's what it is. So I'm not. I mean, I do like the. Um, kind of regular hot TikTokers being quote-unquote absurdist humorists mm-hmm. and saying how much they love the Grimace shake and then they explode mm-hmm. and the Grimace shake go- goes all over the interior of their Tesla. That I do like. <laughs> yeah, you like that? Uh, yeah, I do like that. I think it's funny because I think the Grimace thing is kind of funny because he's like an inanimate object. Like there's no I love I like, love hot nineteen year old guys named Gunner who are who are faking <laughs> exactly. diarrhea. Yeah, because of a purple milkshake. And their one fat friend gets to hang out too. I'm surprised you haven't had one yet as a guy who kind of tries stuff like this, I feel like. You, usually you try stuff like yeah, this. Yeah, I'm a try guy. I mean I I'm 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 sooner to try other things. Like I, I, I would sooner do a, a raw meat diet than than have the grimace shake, I would say. I mean I, I know what it's gonna taste like. Very, very, very sugary, yeah, bluish purple stuff. It's probably yummy. Take a couple sips, you're done. Yeah, you're done. I mean, it's the Haley Bieber smoothie for people with less money. Um, is what it what it feels like. <laughs> I was I was talking about earlier the the Courtney Kardashian uh, activated charcoal shake or smoothie from Erewhon. Arguably, a more of a diuretic than than the Grimace shake in just in terms of my personal. Uh, experience scientific deductions i can't really talk about courtney right now because her and kim are beefing and i'm just i'm siding with kim um because she's obviously a mogul and she is not courtney are they are they beefing because because nobody wants to hang out with the barkers no i believe they're beefing i mean courtney is saying that kim is insufferable she's hard to be around i believe it i believe there's some money concerns i think obviously kim is laughably rich compared to uh courtney and i believe that kim's uh absolute laser focus on money and success has finally rubbed her sis the wrong way um and maybe travis okay maybe travis you know known black flag and dri fan has opened her eyes <laughs> to kind of another way of living with his punk ethos. Yeah. So maybe she's kind of rejecting kind of that 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 capitalist uh family values they have over there at the Kardashian Inc. Okay. Um, so Courtney's more Which I hate of, to see personally. Uh, so Kim is like I'm I'm 
fighting for inequality, housing rights, justice reform. And Courtney's like, I'm, I'm an actual squatter now. So, you know, if it is a competition, I'm, a, I'm being much more punk rock than you. I'm being much more food, not bombs than you. Exactly. I'm squatting in this Bel Air mansion. It would be so sick if Courtney Kardashian pops up doing her confessional on the show and she's wearing a food, not bombs t-shirt. <laughs> it's like, where do we, where do we draw the line on this? Yeah. I believe that, I, I believe that Courtney is just like her, her attitude will push, uh, her, her vertical is like a fake goop. You know what I mean? Like sure. it's, it's a, that's the idea. So the world doesn't need that obviously whereas kim's uh one of kim's latest vanity project skims is a worldwide success a runaway hit that everyone loves and kind of agrees is good yeah the um, product even even no, the product is there even known haters yeah even known haters agree that it's good and they get cool people to shoot it and it's just better than it has to be mm-hmm. and i think that 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 is just you know that probably rubs someone the wrong way after years of being the little sister and don't get me wrong courtney's hot I, i'm not this isn't about looks you know she's doing just fine She's doing just fine. Also, I mean, I think Travis Barker is also filthy rich. So I think that squatting in Bel Air is going to work out just fine for them. I, Courtney's going to... They're yeah, all filthy rich. Courtney's going to pull up in the in the slammed Cadillac <laughs> with the, the drop-top Cadillac with hydraulics and a Food Not Bombs t-shirt on. Yeah, and uh, my famous stars and straps aloe set <laughs> as we're gonna do the pilates instructor gonna, actually comes to the house so it's super easy how how cool would it be if we got an aloe famous stars and straps collab <laughs> thanks to courtney and travis's union that it just like i mean it, it's in the thanks air to ai it's done right now i mean nothing is out of the question uh with those people but i guess if courtney's looking to monetize less and spend more time with her family and travis's little badass kids he's got like the thoughty daughter and then the son who's like i land in the sun i believe is dating someone famous as kid as well but i can't remember who but he looks like you imagine he can play the he can play the skins though a little bit i think he's probably he's probably tapped noah cyrus sometime <laughs> at a gelson's no no noah, hold on hold on noah cyrus i ran into noah gelson's actually she, <laughs> she she topped me off in the escalate hold on uh <laughs> She Noah Cyrus just got engaged, and the guy is, is his. He's a fashion designer, but his name is Pinkus, P I N K, P I N K. No, U S. That's right. No, Isn't wasn't that the name of the nerdy friend on Boy Meets World? I think it does. Like it that. does sound familiar. And Noah, I feel like Noah Cyrus is going to have a moment musically because she's pretty talented and I feel like she's oh, it's hasn't Noah, f- it's a Noah girl summer. I feel I like. just don't, I feel like she hasn't f- like quite dialed her sound yet, but I think when she gets there, <laughs> she could have a smash, but uh-huh. I don't know about getting married to a guy named Pinkus at 23. I, I, I'm just, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to put on my tinted glasses here, but it, it might not work out. I don't know. Um, but just something to keep aware of that, that Noah's off the market. Damn. I know that's a hard beat for it up, to beat it up like Pinkus. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone's ever said Pincus beat it up, but maybe he does. I mean, he looks like a fucking Pincus. I'll tell you that. Uh-huh. He's mysterious as well. The problem with Pincuses in my history, they look like Pincuses, but big dicks. I don't know why. I don't know how. That's oh, just Pincus, the way the cookie crumbles. Pincus, Pincus probably has a hog on him. His, his, Pincus packing a pecker. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not familiar with his work. I'm sure someone's going to let me know, you know, about his amazing talents. Uh, but I'll I'll wait for that. But yeah, some of his hoodie, some of his um, <laughs> some of his, <laughs> some of his uh, heat press hoodies are so cool. 
They no, have, one he, of them is kind of tribal. Are you looking at color or is, as line right now? Or are you just guessing? No, okay, I'm just guessing. This is just an, an educated guess. I think it's. I think it's educated. He could. Who knows? It could be elevated. I don't want to. I don't want to pigeonhole Pincus. Yeah, Pincus actually. Um, he kind of interned at Helmet Lang like 2003, 2004. So like some of his earlier <laughs> stuff Shut has up. a lot of that um, kind of inspo. He's, he's super inspired by the Antwerp Six, so it gets a little dark and drapey uh, in places. But overall, it's pretty. <laughs> Pincus wearable. has done it's the work. We'll leave it at that. It's a, it's a wearable collection. Hold on. Just I, I had to go to his Instagram. Okay. <laughs> uh, Colors-clothing.com. Okay, it's honestly... Colors-clothing.com. It's basically oversized hoodies with long, like, extended arms and legs. Um, and... Uh-huh. Also, some puffers. This this just looks like easy. It, it looks like a guy that lives in Calabasas for sure. But there's more color. Yeah, so if I, it, you can click on color and just shop by orange. So there is an orange jogger, uh, an orange knit pant, an orange reversible puff oh, hoodie. Okay. It does look easy-ish. He's got the balaclava for you, though. Ken. You know, I take it back. Pincus, he's putting in work. Pincus is... It, this is... There's a couple images that i like here this this could be a lot worse and i'm sure he's getting a lot of support from uh noah's fans as well um we do have a guest today add to cart musician uh keyboardist composer producer uh john carroll kirby is joining us on the podcast today he's got a new album uh called blowout i really like the cover um mm -hmm. that comes out uh june 30th i believe but he's he's worked with everyone yeah, it comes out today from uh friend of the show casey hill steve lacy our boy drug dealer, Harold Stylish, uh, Frank Ocean, Bat for Lashes, Solange, uh, you name it. He's done it. Yeah, he's one of those guys in the biz where uh, if somebody needs like a, a tasty synth line or a little piano run, he's just like the guy. He's the doctor that they call. <laughs> he's the doctor to, to lay down a, a, a crunchy tasty little synth line tasty synth but the album is great we've been listening to it it's good it's cool I, I just feel like I haven't heard yeah. heard something like that in a while um it's because it's not necessarily mm. in my normal zone you know yeah. what I mean but yeah if, if Chris if you ever have a dinner party this summer mm -hmm. plop this SoundCloud link on mm -hmm. it's instrumental it's groovy it's funky it's French touchy mm -hmm. Uh, it's everything you need. There's there's some celestial bongos. Oh come some on, post pre come and on. current jazz. Jason, you're, on, you're yeah, too let's... good. You're too good, bro. Uh, all right, let's give let's give uh, John a call. How long gone is brought to you by our dear friends at BetterHelp, Jason. BetterHelp, you know, the summer travel season is coming up. Luckily, my BetterHelp therapist also fancies themselves a bit of a travel agent, so. For maybe the first half of our sweet sessions, we were spent off, obviously off clock, going through you know hotels, ferries, <laughs> car rentals, restaurant recommendations. It's as if I have two wives. I have two wives inside of me, and uh, yeah, <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, so uh, it, it is a fun way to find and connect different therapists. You get one that you really like. You guys are gossiping. You guys are chit-chatting. You guys are talking about your personal interests. Next thing you know, it's time to actually do the work. So it feels good building those uh, mental health relationships with people you actually like. And on BetterHelp, there are so many different therapists to choose from. I don't like anyone. If you're thinking of starting <laughs> therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash how long today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com 
slash how long. Nice. How long gone is brought to you by Nutrafol. As you know, you know, hair thinning is quite complicated. Like your skin, hair is a reflection of your health. Uh oh. And internal factors can impact the way your hair looks, feels, and most importantly, grows. Nutrafol's whole body approach multi targets underlying root causes like stress, hormone fluctuations, and nutrient gaps for visibly thicker, stronger hair. Go ahead, give it a tug. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth suppy with over 1 million people seeking thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with considerably less shedding. Thank God. Take the first step <laughs> to visibly thicker, healthier hair for a limited time. Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code how long? All one word. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and stylists and professional stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L. I got RAF on the nut. <laughs> Dot com promo code how long. That's Nutrafol.com <laughs> promo code how long. John, where are you uh, joining us from? What hotel lobby are you in right now? <laughs> I'm in the great uh, Phoenix Hotel, legendary hotel in the Tenderloin in San Francisco. Oh, yeah. Okay. I've, I've DJed in that hotel before a couple times. It gets pretty nasty over there. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> I do indeed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do know what you mean. I do know what you mean. Thank you. Have you ever DJed there before? Or you you, you played a show there in, in San Francisco last night, right? Yeah, we played last night. No, sir, I haven't DJed here, actually. I'm a, I'm a bad DJ, I will, I'll admit. No, come on. Yeah. It's yeah. okay. Any Anybody can do it. I'm sure you've seen it. Yeah, I, I, I've seen what you can do. You can DJ. You'll <laughs> yeah, be just yes, fine. Exactly. In, <laughs> unless you have exactly. like really bad taste in music that we don't know about, you can absolutely do it. That'd be actually really okay. cool if you had shitty taste in music and you're like, yeah, I don't know what to tell you, bro. I, I don't know what to tell you just kind of what i'm drawn to the guy is a musical genius really bad taste all of his references are kind of all over the place this guy he's kind of crazy i heard i heard um ed sheeran and um luke combs duet in the in the uber last night and i kind of liked it is that okay okay look no i mean characters welcome we we listen to that kind of shit i mean less less of the ed part yeah i think ed i think ed is one of those guys that i've always obviously has like massive inescapable like grocery store level songs yeah but he's one of those guys that every person i talk to in, in the music business is basically like He's the coolest. Yeah. Everybody has the best possible review of hanging out with him. And I feel like that's like trickled. Mm. I feel like that's trickled out at this point uh, to, to like our peers. And it's like an understood thing that you can't really shit on Ed mm. is the vibe. Yeah. John, what are your personal anecdotal stories of working with Ed over the years? Have you ever <laughs> hung out with him at, no, I, at a Soho house no, or something? Nope. Nope. Never hung out with him. Uh, but yeah, I do picture it going down something like that. Like, pretty self-aware pretty pretty down yeah. the clown as they say yeah that's how i that's how i picture it it's mm -hmm. easy it's easy to be self-aware when you're filthy filthy rich that that allows <laughs> to me that allows self-awareness to kind of shine you know mm -hmm. uh what yeah what is your relationship to the great fallen empire of san francisco have you spent a lot of time there man you know not as much as you'd think living in la um yeah just passing through here for gigs and stuff like that my sister used to live here but no no deep connection, but um, always have a good time here. Uh, when you say always, <laughs> have you walked around in the streets while on this journey, or did the bodyguards not let you? Oh man, 
Um, My- it's it's rough. It's it's rough out there, and I, I feel for those people out there. Yeah, I know yeah. It's, it's insane. I, know. I mean, it's well, last time we went, Jason and I went like fairly recently and had a really good time. Um, and I I kind of want to go back because this time of year it's so fucking nice. It's really nice. Yeah, if we you catch need, a good we need day. to have a reason to go though. We need to do a show out there. We can't just kind of waste our own money to go to san francisco that's kind of crazy right that's a good point that's a good point yeah risking get, life and limb I, that, that's true I, I care about my well-being too much uh what is how long is this when did you start this tour are you road weary or are you at the beginning um you know the way we do it is really sporadic so it's like it's not like a big grueling tour we just uh, we just popped up for this one we had a few other west coast states last week few gigs in asia next month few gigs in the u.s the following month so um that's the way i like to do it i don't like to to be out there grinding too much <laughs> yeah, yeah that's how everybody would like to do it i think, yeah, I think yeah. it sounds no i mean a lot of people like to just get it all done with it sounds like you you have this uh, a similar touring behavior that we do which is sort of an old guy's rule style tour routing <laughs> yes of like yes we'll do phoenix and albuquerque and we'll be home for dinner on sunday night kind of thing like that's about it and uh, yeah. it's a great way to do it do you spend uh you spend a lot of time in the delta lounge or are you out in general population i saw you're at slapfish at lax which is <laughs> i don't know how i feel about that posting that on on social media but let's get into it please <laughs> man fucking slapfish <laughs> I got I got a bottle of um a smart water a bottle of smart water cost me eleven dollars and sixty eight cents there that me, medium CP was medium he, was he water. John you can't blame Slapfish for that we have to blame the the airport unions okay I, because actually I grew I grew up in a you're like okay fair um, <laughs> fine by me. I grew up in 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 Orange County in Huntington Beach and Slapfish was like a a little like mom and pop restaurant uh, and uh, then somehow sold out they they like got offered to open you know in lax a few years ago and it obviously you know it's a shitty bastardized version of it yeah the same way that what they did to guy fieri's kitchen at, at burbank airport <laughs> i don't have to tell you right I, I didn't know that jason i didn't know that slapfish was a like a mom and pop local for the head yeah spot. like literally my mom would go there all the time because they had like good veggie like healthy veggie options that's interesting oh, i yeah i mean look 11 dollars for the water i'm i famously that's try crazy to, i've tried to pay the most i can for parking because i'm trying to break a personal record to see if i could pay a hundred dollars to park um but now i think you may have just introduced a new challenge for me where i see because i've had the 30 dollar bottle of, of water from Erwan. Um, that's supposed to be like oxygenated. Oh, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's got all the shit, the shit in it. It's yeah, got all the shit in it. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like I could top that if I tried a little harder. Maybe in Europe somewhere. You know where the water sommelier is a little more popular. Ooh. Yeah, you'd have to find a vintage Ooh. year. Oh yeah, uh, like a Vichy, yeah, yeah. I need a uh, Vichy water from the Vichy region or wherever. With yeah. The- with all the minerals. All right, all right. I've been waiting. I've got a, a 2014 um, <laughs> Gerolsteiner that I've been waiting for the right occasion to open up. <laughs> oh, man. Let me go down to my cellar. So if if you're if you're at Slapfish buying the water for 11, does that mean our Delta status is not up to snuff, John? Dude, it's embarrassing, man. My my, my all my status everywhere. I actually got re- rejected at the lounge. I just got. Um, I'm sorry to hear oh. that, John. I'm I'm sorry to hear that, John. I'm really sorry to it's hear that. It's embarrassing. I don't know how I don't know why I'm I'm so not special. <laughs> <laughs> What's even the point? D- hold on. 
Now, when you're waiting, when you're trying to go to the lounge, do you have, are you, as the leader and the artist here, do you have a band with you that has to see you get rejected? Thankfully, no, not, no, not, not yesterday. No, that hasn't happened. Okay, good. I, I, that, cause that would be, that would be, that would be tough. Man, that would be tough. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know, you know, cause, well, I just fly budget a lot. Like, just sometimes it's the cheapest flight. And it's just, I don't know. I'm embarrassed, but I, I need help. You came to the right place. <laughs> it sounds like you got to you got to hook up. The, no, no, John. The secret is to spend a lot of money unnecessarily to be comfortable for a short amount of time. is Is the only right. the yeah. only hack. I don't think there's anything unless Jason has some ideas. No, not really. I mean, honestly, just as, as a touring musician, just just stick with Delta for every single flight is all you can do. And then, you know, the, the miles just kind of add up and the status just kind of piles up on its own naturally. You don't really have to too, put too much thought into it. That being said, I don't have like diamond status like how Chris does, but I should be there by the end of the year, hopefully. Or, or just get an American Express. Yeah, you got to have the credit card. You got to have the card. And you're welcome in any of the Delta lounges or the Centurion lounges. Yeah. The John Carroll Kirby Touring LLC. American Express, yeah, yeah. kind of, we can swipe that. They'll let you right in. It's no problem. I have an application right here, actually, if you wanted to. It'll just take a couple minutes. <laughs> all, right. all right. All right. All right. Let's get that going. J- Jason, Jason has a couple jobs. He has all a couple right. things he's working on sure. right now. I get out my social security info and all that. And let's just do it here, man. <laughs> just your social would be great. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah. Mailing address, social security, anything else you want to offer, anything else would be great. Uh, what do you bring in? Now, what do you bring in with you? How much fucking gear do you have, though? Are you traveling pretty light? I got a big. Yeah, I have a big flight case, like a big, um, smaller than a um, teenager, but bigger than a (laughs) (laughs) bigger Bigger than than a bigger than a newborn infant, smaller than a teen. Yeah, yeah. Okay, exactly. We all have our own different measurement systems. I like that. (laughs) Yeah, that's one of the wildest ways to measure anything I've ever heard. But if you can fit it all in one, that's not so bad. That seems pretty reasonable. Yeah, and then I I backline, I backline stuff like a. You guys know about um, Nord shaming? My, it's a concept my friend Josh came up with. <laughs> no, but I would love to know more. Well, I I know I know what a Nord is, Chris. You've seen it before. It's like a stage piano. They're usually red. They're red. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, yeah, I do. I, I do know. But I don't know about Nord shaming, and I would I would love to hear more, honestly. So Nord is kind of the standard for a lot of people touring kind of electric piano sound yeah they're pretty durable mm-hmm. um i don't like the way they sound or feel or whatever but now <laughs> what people are doing is like is like taking the case of a of a roads and putting the nord inside the roads. oh hell no yeah 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 so there so it looks like like when they made your your mercedes run on french fry oil something like that <laughs> yeah, yeah. i remember that <laughs> <laughs> Damn, so, that's crazy. So so they want to have the guts of a Nord and the reliability and the versatility of all the presets and everything, but they want everyone to appear yeah. to think that he's playing a sick-ass rose. Yep, yep. What do you think about that? And then can't, can't people hear the difference, though, or not really? Uh, I mean, I'm not sure I could... I don't know. It could be, you know, it could be visual. Yeah. I, I think I'm asking the wrong person because you appear to be a self-proclaimed Nord Heta. <laughs> yes. So I don't know if their <laughs> if their Rhodes emulation is up to up to par for you, right? Yeah. No, it's, I mean it's the feel actually that. So it's the feel I get from playing it that I don't. 
Okay. I feel like I'm getting myself like an anti endorsement here, whatever, like, whatever that is. Like, <laughs> like, like if there's a Nord in a studio, it's called talking shit, John. That's yeah, all we do. That's do all it. we do here. So you're saying you're saying when you're tickling those Nord keys, it's not giving you the the mouth feel, kind of the, the finger feel you want. It doesn't bounce back. It doesn't give you the the vibe you Correct. like. I mean, Correct. not to okay. make another car reference, but I mean, it, it's how people will describe like driving a Tesla versus just like you know, a Mercedes Benz or something like you, f you close the door and it feels different. And the little, you know, the, the visor that you come down when it's too sunny, mm. just the way that that feels when you move it up and down, just those little things that when they add up, you're like, I, I wish I was playing a real roads the way that mm. God intended it to be. Correct. The, the issue correct. with mm. the roads, because obviously it's a classic. It sounds amazing. Is that it's just like laughably heavy, correct? Heavy and brakes. Yeah, it just breaks because it's got real mechanics oh okay it has real mechanics of a piano inside and if you're throwing that in a truck and driving and you know what i mean it's just mm. it's gonna get messed up yeah i gotta do another car analogy it's like when you <laughs> bought that vintage range rover john and yeah. it's always in the shop right yeah <laughs> okay if i can't figure it out that's i always thought the how many yeah i guess that that makes sense because you, you you have to think about durability and but the vibe of that of the nord is not as cool as the roads we can all agree on that and i can't i can't play the keys at all so yeah but but anything is better than the usb keyboard playing the ableton soft sense right you can't do that ever yeah i agree i think laptop on stage for the most part is is unacceptable okay well look as a percussionist sometimes i need to do some triggers back there and the fact that you're kind of yeah, okay, okay oh chris you're fine <laughs> you're well fine. actually john i mean i, I noticed that because when we were sort of talking about you know synths and piano brands you may have gotten a little squirmy are, are you a person that's involved in in like the keyboard and piano community are you like somebody that people are gonna be like like this is gonna make waves on a certain subreddit <laughs> kind of thing r slash roads no 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 i was just thinking like what the opposite of an endorsement was where like you know if you're endorsed by yamaha they'll like bring a yamaha to the gig you know wherever you are or something yeah and i was imagining like i have an anti-endorsement by nord now where they like remove whatever they nord like, they won't let me quit. <laughs> they take it away like they bring there's like a guy who comes and takes it away. <laughs> we looked on the we looked on the schedule. We saw John Carroll Kirby's plans. Yeah, we're gonna go ahead and come pick that thing up. Yeah, we're gonna take Remove that. We're everything. gonna take that. I, <laughs> I know you guys own it, but we kind of supersede that uh, here. Yeah, so we're gonna yeah. have to take that. We're gonna have to cart that off. Yeah. John, um, you you mentioned you mentioned doing some shows in Asia, and actually, when I did a name search for you on Twitter, almost every single post that came up was was in Japanese Japanese characters uh, uh, unreadable for me why uh, why do you think you have such a strong following in Japan or do you or do you not is that yeah just I, I don't know um I can't read Japanese either <laughs> like, John Carroll Kirby's playing here in, uh, in August he's very bad he's awful <laughs> yes. and you're smashing that RT button <laughs> I mean, they're they're a groovy people over there. I know that, right? Yeah, you know, I think um, they they have a great appreciation for jazz and and a great appreciation for jazz adjacent things, which you can say I do. Um, mm -hmm. And also, yeah. I have a great appreciation for uh, Japanese music and and, and am very influenced by some Japanese music. Sure. And uh, I've had a great time over there. Really, really beautiful experience playing over there. So. 
let's assume they're saying good things and mm-hmm. uh, they keep it up. <laughs> yeah. So when you go play shows there, is it is it noticeably different in terms of audience size and excitement compared to playing stateside, or is it kind of the same? Size not size about the same, but um, the yeah, the way the audience uh, interacts and reacts is much different. You know, they're they're going to give you their full attention generally in the 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 duration of the concert and while the song is playing no one's talking no one's um yeah. necessarily audibly reacting to the music um and then between songs it'll be like a brief uh, but intense applause but that kind of ends abruptly so yeah, yeah it's a much much different audience experience over there but i, I really love it so in, in comparison to america they have the respect is what you're saying i would say yeah, respect yeah, yes yeah. yeah you know i, yeah. I think in a in America, those people can show respect in a different way. Like um, we were playing the other night in Portland and there was a dude in front row who just reacted to every move I've made. Like it was, the, you know, like it was Herbie Hancock or something. He's like, oh my God, that was fucking sick, dude. He's like, you're the goat. Like, I was like, yeah, that's respect too. You know, just a different way of showing it. Okay, that is there's like an old photo of a, a like a jazz trumpeter or something like that, and there's that guy in the front row, and he's like pounding his fist on the stage. I don't remember what that photo is. I'm sure someone uh, listening to me. Okay, you know yeah. what I'm talking about? Vaguely, vaguely. I forgot I who it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the, I mean that can kind of go wrong as well. We've talked about mm. that before. Going to see some bands play. And then there's always that one guy. It's never a girl. It's always a, a drunk guy who means well. He's like a big teddy bear, kind of golden retriever type of guy. But between every song, he's yelling this praise yeah. that is sweet and nice, but it's beyond annoying. Just like, your music changed my life, bro. And you're like, yeah. okay. Yeah. You're scaring the hose, but yeah, keep it up. You know, like, Man, I had this one guy in a gig recently like, who was really tall he sort of occupied the territory, like the sightline territory of the whole side of the stage. Cause every time I would look generally over there, he would crane his neck and he'd be like, yes, man, you and me, like we're connecting right now, brother. Like, like it's on between us. Man. <laughs> and so I was like, Dude, you know, I did it like five times or something. And I was like, okay, cool. But now I can't, like you that whole half of the audience you now own because if i look over there it's like i'm gonna be sucked into that you you and me again buddy what so what he (laughs) he thought that he was creating jazz with you (laughs) exactly but also we need to we need to tread lightly because you know if he was that geeked about you he's probably listening to this right now as well so tall guy i hope you're taking notes man and if think about it yeah if it was an audience full of people like that it would be fine wouldn't it <laughs> not not you looking wistfully away while you say no, that. No, I mean on it like like you said, if it's on audience full of people like that, that's what it's like every time Taylor Swift goes on stage or Harry Styles exactly. goes on stage. Like every single exactly. fifty five thousand people in that stadium are all doing that while blood is crying out of their eyeballs and they're slitting their wrists and you know you've played but you play with people so you've been in on some big fucking stages <clears throat> yeah were you out there with frank uh, for coachella or no i was not no good no. for you uh <laughs> is there a is there <laughs> my, my favorite one my favorite one that i can think of Sorry. right now is on a tour um with my friend's band way back in the day they're called hello stranger and um, we were opening for the foo fighters and like the crowd there just wants to be rocked like 
And it got to the point where I realized like I had made a bigger impact from not playing my keyboards and just going to the front of the stage and like being hype man. <laughs> so it like got to the point where I was like, dude, I don't even, I, I my time is better spent just like pumping my fist at the front of the crowd. <laughs> we don't need that's all they want is to just that's be rock cool. stars. Sort of we don't need this. I've been in my station. Yeah. Not a, not a fan <laughs> of the music. We just want to get pumped up. Yeah. Playing in front of that many people do you do you approach it any differently or is it just like i'm going to do my thing if there's 10 people or there's fifty thousand, it's sort of the same shit or do you get a little nervous you know the nerves can come a lot of different you know forms like sometimes playing early like if you're playing on a talk show or something those usually start at like yeah 7 a.m and sure you know you've just had coffee and and i was talking with my friend about it and we're, it's just so funny because like we were talking about like, you know, tonight show hosts, like, you know, having a little Irish coffee or something like that. And what's kind of messed up is that like, if that were at night, that would be totally appropriate to like have a little drink or something. <laughs> and you have to synthesize like it's a happening at night and you're just like chatting around, you know, sure, uh, a drink. But like, if you do it in the morning, you're a total alcoholic. That's and right. So like, I've had that. <laughs> yeah. And I've had that thought like, I've had that like playing early in the morning, like, man, I could go for like just a drink right now. But then I was like, oh, yeah, that would be total alcoholic behavior. And that's like, you know, I'm not trying to. Yeah. yeah. I, guess I never thought about that. We need to norm. But but then also, if you're on an airplane and you have a, a, a vodka tonic at 714 a.m., it's perfectly normal. It's true. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We just decide. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think for now, just have a little pocket airplane bottle of uh, of tito's or whatever it is that you enjoy <laughs> go to the bathroom excuse yourself drink it down the vodka won't have too much of an odor and nobody will really suspect a thing okay. but but i'm sure as, as a person who's played for a long time um in front of audiences what is the magical number of drinks that you need to play very well without starting to fuck up it's the same as playing pool or playing darts i i always like to say Hey there, overwhelmed foodies. Are you drowning in a sea of meal kit options, feeling like you're in a bad dating game where every contestant looks the same? Fear not, because amidst the chaos, there's one shining star worth your culinary affection. Home Chef is not just another fish in the meal kit sea. They're the gourmet catch that you've been dreaming of. Say goodbye to swiping left on lackluster meals and swipe right for the one brand that will make your taste buds swoon. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef design recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. Whether you prefer classic meal kits with pre-portioned ingredients and easy instructions, speedy recipes ready in less than 30 minutes, oven-ready kits with pre-chopped ingredients, I like to chop myself, or quick microwave meals that are assembled in minutes, Home Chef has you and your entire family covered for delicious meals, witty options per week, and serves a variety of dietary needs, so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. I'm keto now. Not only is it convenient, but it is also economical. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. Mamma mia. For a limited time, Home Chef is offering my listeners... Our listeners, 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert faux life at homechef.com slash how long. That's homechef.com slash how long for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. 
homechef.com slash how long must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Career World is a new cookbook written by Dookie Hong and friend of the show, Matt Rodbard. The New York Times best-selling authors of the book Koreatown. Korea World is a vibrant exploration of the evolution of Korean cuisine, both in Korea and in Korea towns across the United States, with more than 75 bold, flavor-packed recipes and stunning photography. The authors take an inside look at the exciting evolution of Korean food through stories of chefs, home cooks, as well as recipes that are shaping modern Korean cuisine. The book begins in Seoul, where the barbecue scene is pushing into new territory and where the city's third wave coffee culture is exploding. The tour continues with late night food adventures in Los Angeles, my hometown, and stops into the kitchens of innovative chefs from New York City to Portland who are putting modern spins on Korean classics. Recipes include giant short ribs, whole fried smash rockfish, and pineapple kimchi fried rice. I'm sad I didn't get to name the foods and you did. <laughs> Korea World is essential reading for anyone curious about the future of food. Available wherever books are sold. Yeah, no, that, that's a funny question. I was that makes me think of my friend Connor Moccasin, who um, I was playing in his band because of his mindset and concept of music. Like, like literally, the drunker the better until you're in a stretcher. <laughs> you know what I mean? Which, which is interesting because I mean, I'm I'm a I'm a big fan of of Conan Moccasin. Maybe not kind of you know similar groovy kind of moody. It's not necessarily like Motley Crue. Like we're getting fucked up and and playing live kind of vibe, right? It's a little more chill. You know what it is, is that Conan, like, doesn't, I don't think he believes in a train wreck, you know, like, <laughs> I'll do these, I'll try something, and I'll I'll be like, okay, I blew that. Like, I just fucked up whatever it is I was going for, like, massively. And I'll look over at him, and he'll be smiling at me, like, oh, that was awesome. Like, he loves, like, things to just be loose like that. Oh. Um, and so, And so it's kind of like, this sort of no wrong notes sort of policy I've inferred from him. He's ne he's never said this yeah. <laughs> out loud, but as an experience, alcohol aside, um, has been really really wonderful for me. Um, but to answer your question, I th I think I think two two one to two, and then one on stage as the night is going uh, is I think mm. my I think that's my good sweet spot one and a half and then a nice little sipper that's, for the that's show that's very that's exactly. very reasonable of you that that's a that's about as good of an answer as you can get yeah that's chill yeah but I, f I feel like you might not have the same philosophy as him in terms of no wrong notes can be played like if you fuck <laughs> up a run you're yeah. gonna be like god damn it that was really embarrassing and not like lol that was really bad. It doesn't matter kind of thing, right? Yeah, I don't think I'm quite as liberated as him. What, uh, that must feel so amazing and fun to have that kind of mindset that he has, right? It's amazing. To yeah. live like that. Completely amazing. Yeah, playing shows with him is one of the best experiences in that way. I just feel like the experience is often the opposite of that, where it's like, we've got this shit dialed in and it needs to be exactly how we practiced it or there's going to be a problem. I, I feel like there's not usually a lot of room for kind of playing when you're at a certain level yeah yeah say that to your friend john mayer chris yeah well, he likes to play i went to see uh beyonce um with my girlfriend a month or two ago and and there was a part in the in the set where she like features the band and she had each horn player come down and take a solo and literally their solo i think was two maybe four bars 
you know what I mean? Like just three seconds. Yeah, here's a, like, could you maybe like do an impression of what one of those solos sounded like, John? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there was, I think, someone playing saxophone. She's like, and then the trombone player went, damn, nice. So, uh, and then the crowd is just like, <laughs> Yay! <laughs> the crowd, the crowd. Uh, yeah, I, I was. I love that. Actually, I love that movie. I'm. I'm surprised that she has a full horn section up there. Yeah, me too. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. Where was the show? The show was in London at um Tottenham Hotspur Arena, big old arena, like a big soccer. Huge, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Tottenham yeah, yeah. Hotspur. Tottenham Hotspur. Yeah. So how good? How good is it actually? Like, is it actually just so fucking pro? And like, she's got so many hits that it's like you can stand there for two hours. Because my problem is everybody. The Cure is playing for three and a half hours, and apparently all the good songs are in the second encore. I can't stand up that. I can't do it. Like, what are we supposed to do? Yeah. Were you? Did you have your hokas on, John? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what was I? Yeah, I think I had some Merrells. I think I was wearing Merrells. Oh, okay. That's nice. <laughs> yeah. That's smart. Yeah. You prepared. You prepared. Yeah. Um, it's weird. Because I, I consider myself a Beyonce fan, but I guess I don't know all the newer stuff quite as well, so... Yeah, I wanted to hear like single ladies <laughs> and we like to party. Okay. We all have our favorites. Yeah. She was like playing the new album and uh, I guess I didn't know that many tunes and, and when she would play like hits, so to speak, she would kind of just touch on them in like these kind of um, montage. Oh, really? It was moments. like she would basically do like verse chorus and then move on to the next one kind of thing. Maybe not even that not even that like the backing track wow. would do these like medley things and then like mm. the, sh the show was interesting because she um it was like an opera or something it had like mm -hmm. acts or whatever that's called and so she would yeah. be off stage for sometimes a good five to ten minutes and it would just be like a screen <laughs> just sort of with like some cool projection how long uh, was it though was it like three hours or was it reasonable yeah oh it was <laughs> Long. Well, I, yeah. I actually had a question, you know, as, as somebody who's watched a lot of music before, whenever there's um, an artist that typically the music is not created with a live band, but it's performed with a live band, like most pop music, mm. hip hop, you know, a lot of it is just like created with drum machines and, and, and pre-recorded sounds. But then they like when you see a, a rapper perform on SNL and they have like the three studio guys with the SIR rentals and they're doing like these like seven string bass solos on like a <laughs> 21 Savage song. And it just sounds so wrong to me. Do you think that you would have preferred if she was just playing her, her backing tracks the way God intended it to be the way we all know this Destiny's Child song to be instead of like some guy playing, you know, like a fucking trombone solo on it um, just because you can. I know exactly what you're talking about. And it's funny because I think a lot of times in hip hop, it, it often goes into like rap rock. It goes in. I mean, naturally, I guess if you have a drummer, it like kind of goes like metal kind of hard. Yeah. Which yeah. I don't always, I don't always hate actually, but um, no, but Beyonce. <laughs> you like riding that China splash? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm cool with that. Cool. I find the hip hop I find the hip hop drummer thing it, it it lends such an energy to the whole thing that it's fun, but I feel like they're often overplaying. 
Like it's just so they're much, always overplaying. You know? Yeah. Always so much. But it, it does add Yeah. It does add an energy to it. It does add, add energy to it. The wrong energy. Well, I will say Beyonce should a lot of times she would just have the backing track and then it would more be about the dancers or the whatever was the performance that was and like she you know, she was like flying on a horse at one point. So um I was <laughs> sure, entertained. Sure, sure. That yeah, I mean I think that's the point of that. Yeah, we I mean I, I this has come up a lot, Jason, recently, because I do think that sometimes it's like what's the point i mean the band i feel like for a lot of people it is just an energy thing but then when you know how much like it costs to like do that versus just like going up there and playing like i wonder i wonder if it's worth it all the time you know i wonder if it's like mm. better worse or just like it makes them feel more comfortable to be up there with five people instead of alone or with yeah, one person that point I, I i don't i don't fully under i don't fully understand it it's for the birds man well um I wanted to talk. We often talk about travel on this show. I I just got married maybe almost a month ago now. Congrats. Uh, in Italy, and I I saw that you had a little Italy trip as well this summer. So uh, I wanted to get into your into your thoughts on it. Uh, maybe some gripes, maybe some complaints. You know, was it a dream for you, or was it uh, were you missing home a little bit? Man, I'm so glad you asked about the negative stuff because it was a very challenging uh, trip for us. Like, my my girlfriend got um my girlfriend got pickpocketed in Rome. Oh Ooh. hell no! Yeah, like yeah. a whole purse or or a whole purse or like. Luckily, she kind of had her stuff separated, and um, and only like a, a half, kind of half, some a bunch of cash and a credit okay. card, and yeah. But uh, yeah, it was it was challenging, man. Um, they were good. They were good. They I we realized what happened. <laughs> you got to hand it to those guys. Yeah, yeah. They it was a busy subway, and and we both had suitcases, and they kind of like boxed me out. They this woman got in front of me, and I thought, oh, she's being kind of rude. She's cutting in front of me to get on this subway car because it's going to be full. And I was like, okay, whatever, not a big deal. Um, but then I realized mm -hmm. that by, by doing that, that she had made it. So I couldn't get on the car and then oh. separated me from my girlfriend. So, and then the doors were closing. My girlfriend was like, ah, wait, what are you doing? Are you going to get on the, down there? And so like, like in creating that chaos, they, they found the, the space to, to open up her backpack and take, take some of her stuff. Damn. So oh, you're saying geez. they opened up the backpack? They like, f like just unzipped it and reached into the backpack? How they did it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they're, I mean, they're, they're so good. They probably run that scheme 50 times a day and they're, they, they can, you know, they've, they've done it in the back of their hand a zillion times. Man. Yeah. That's awful, man. I'm sorry. Yeah. It was a drag. I mean, you know, we're, everyone was fine. No un, un, one got hurt or anything. But yeah, at the, actually at the end, yeah. we were kind of like, we were like, damn, respect. Like, <laughs> that, that was magical well, luckily you got you you guys are able to you know be pickpocketed and, and it won't yeah, yeah you know losing a couple hundred bucks cash is not going to ruin your entire life so that that part is great yes yeah. but it's 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 put this into perspective because chris and i complain about the you know this type of world and traveling in italy and all that stuff and we're we're bitching about like oh you know I couldn't get enough sleep and I, I couldn't bring my edible gummies over there. And you're like, yeah, you know, pickpocketed, stole my, you know, like, you're, like real things happen to you that you're able to complain very, very. about in a justified situation. And I'm just like, mm, I wish the coffee was better. <laughs> right. um, no, I mean, okay. So that being said, can you give us some cunty regular complaints? Some oh, things yeah. that we can all relate to. Oh, this was a good one. And this was what led to the, precipitated the pickpocketing was that 
we were taking the train from Florence to Rome and they had two trains leaving at the exact same time, 314 or something, both going to Rome. <laughs> one was on platform 14 and one was on platform 15, except for one was like the five hour slow train <laughs> and one was like the hour, hour and a half, like fast train. And I, I mean, I, I guess I'm, I'm really, I fucked it up, but I just saw, okay, Rome 314. And we got on the, um, we got on the five hour slow train to Rome. And there's you took one, the scenic route. Took the scenic route. Did you have to stay on that train and complete your journey? Nothing you could do because the, the oh, fast shit. train was already, you know, I mean, the, sure, once sure. you realize that happened, the fast train's already on its way. So yeah, the, the, um, the ticketing guy, it was really funny. Uh, and he just kind of laughed at me. But then my sister was like, oh, they can actually give you a ticket for that. I, like, oh, <laughs> I don't. A little jail. I mean, no jail time, but, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no a jail. slap on the wrist. Yeah. yeah. I mean, did you, what was, uh, was your girlfriend uh, okay with that? Or did you have to, like, buy her something? Or <laughs> Oh, no, yeah, she was you have cool. To get... she, no, no, she's cool. I'm, okay. I'm the, I, I was mad. I'm, I was yeah. <laughs> okay she, so totally, yeah, you had to go totally you had cool. to go to the Prada. you had to go to the Prada store for yourself she was totally fine i, I get you didn't have to <laughs> yes. that's good yeah. that's good I have, yeah yeah that's good yeah yeah a little what did you think about the food because we go back and forth on this and get a lot of heat because we oh. think the italian food is fine or did you did you really get your mind blown oh um yeah no i i i like i like it yeah so you so you don't you're not the biggest fan i mean i think it's good of course we think it's good we think it's good but it's not uh i haven't found it to be transcendental yeah you know yeah. god tier the way that people speak about it because right. uh, also i cook a lot at home yeah we live in los angeles and new york where there's a lot of stuff great is pretty Italian good yeah we have access to be had here as well yeah we have access yeah. to pretty great stuff if we were coming from st louis or something like that and you get plopped into rome and have some cacio e pepe then you know i'm gonna roll my eyes back curl my toes holy shit this is insane but yeah you know i've i've had i've had pasta from the funk from evan funky right. it's pretty fucking good it's, it's better than most of the pasta i had in rome right no shade right um you know what I will say? Yeah, in Sicily, the I thought the arancini was not very good, and and I don't know if you know Little Dom's in um, Los Feliz. <laughs> <laughs> I think <laughs> so sick. So you're saying Little Dom's arancini is better than the arancini in Sicily? <laughs> the arancini I had, I will say. No, I know what you mean. So in Sicily, the arancini they're everywhere. It's like Seven Eleven food, and they're these big. Yes, it's like Seven Eleven food. Yeah, these big giant rice balls, and they're filled with like hot dogs and chicken curry and weird shit. Yeah, but I mean, I've you, I've had amazing arancini that's like you know god level. But I do know exactly which little doms arancini you've had, and, I'm, and it's funny because that's something that I've probably been eating for what. 10 15 years now yeah at uh, over there and that was probably my first arancini was at fucking little doms for god yeah i think they that's a good arancini though yeah, that's a good arancini yeah, i'm not mad at that no one. no i'm not mad at it they kill that shit yeah but yeah also that's that's, that's <laughs> the truth about the arancini in sicily it's like maybe there's some place to get a good one but all i had was like yeah the 7-eleven version i'm sure i'm sure i mean and that's kind of the problem or the thing that i tell people it's like i never say like the italian food is better in Beverly Hills than Italy because that's insane. But I'm just saying, by and large, I can I can find a more consistent bite of Italian food that I like in America or in in Los Angeles. Yeah, 
Mm. Yeah, where 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 are you eating at, and where else are you eating at in in Los Angeles? By the way, oh man, you know where I love that just opened up, and it's just down the street from me in Cypress Park. It's called um, Barra Santos, and it's like a little kind of wine bar, uh, um, kind of I guess they call it Portuguese tapas place. Yeah, I heard about this. Man, I like that place, and I can walk there. So you got a little little sausage, a little vino, yeah, maybe a little tomato toast, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, the prawns are really good, and uh, they do like a kind of croquette thing, maybe bacalao, what's that called? Well, yeah, with the salt cod and the potato. Yeah, yeah, that. Love those guys. Yeah, they do that. That's too. what arancini should be, if you ask me, brother. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. What is it? I'm sorry. I'm sorry for my ignorance. Uh, but what is Cypress Park? I'm not familiar with the neighborhood. Oh, Where is that? That's um. That's basically Highland Park. But um, so you know um, the L.A. River, quote unquote, and on the what would that be? The kind of west? <laughs> quote unquote shade. <laughs> no, no, actually, no, no. I'll take that back in a second. Um, on the other side is uh, on the other side is Frogtown. Yeah, and then, and then on the east side would be Cypress Park. But it's basically Highland. Park. No, but it's a sexy name. Yeah. I like it more. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, we're neighbors, I guess. I live in Glendale. Yeah. I like Oh, cool. Cool. <laughs> I like you taking credit for Cypress Parkley. Thank you. Yeah, we kind of spent a long time coming up with the name. Yeah. It took it took <laughs> years of ideating. We kind of built a lot of decks to get this I, I one out. Sh- I did shit on the LA River, but I will say and I, I hope I'm not don't blow up my spot, but um now behind JPL, which is what sort of the upper part of the LA River is now has a lot of water in it. And so you can be like submerged in water, you know, from Glendale, you know, in a 15 minute drive and like maybe a 20 minute hike, you can be sitting in like a cool river. When you say JPL, do you mean Jet Propulsion Laboratory? Yeah, exactly. Like the NASA. Okay. And also we don't, we don't talk about submersibles just yet, John. It's still a little too soon. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, so you're, so you said you're able to go up kind of into the Angeles forest do a little hike, maybe see a waterfall, bring a nice sandwich from wax paper and, and get in that water a little bit, cool down? Man, wax paper, is that where they name stuff after NPR people? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, it is. But it's banging. I, 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 I know, I've heard it's banging, but I couldn't, when I saw that, I couldn't go, I couldn't do it. I, could, I couldn't. It can be, You're, it can be a, t- a tough putt, as they say. A tough putt. You know what it kind of reminds me of is like um, Cafe Gratitude they don't do it anymore, but yeah, you used to be. Yeah, uh, you used to be like, I'll have the hole. They're like the I am hole, and you're like, <laughs> just the hole, the thing. You know what I mean? I wonder if you could do that at wax paper, like uh, just be like, I'll have the prosciutto, whatever. No, let me get the uh, let me get the turkey sandwich, please. Oh, you mean the Kai Riz doll? Ah, <laughs> yeah, the name. No, ah. I do not mean I am grateful. No avocado. <laughs> I want the breakfast burrito, bitch. Exactly. Saying I am grateful, no avocado, really <laughs> rolls off the tongue. Honestly, I miss I miss Cafe Gratitude. It's been a little too long since I've been over there. I mean, I want to see what they're up to. Well, the one downtown shut down. Oh, it did. Yeah, the one on Larchmont is mm. the one on Larchmont is still there, but like, of course, it is kind of right. you know like that. If anyone's going to survive, yeah, I feel classic. like that's the one that's going to survive. Well, the one downtown, it looks like San Francisco, right, John? Don't answer that question. <laughs> but yeah, next, go to go to Wax Paper. They have, um, unfortunately, the Ira Glass, the the most wormy NPR host of them all. Has that's my favorite sandwich. It's a veggie sandwich, it's delicious sprouts and avocado and all that stuff. And if you are trying to up your protein like so many of our listeners are you can add add turkey to it 
Okay. Get some of those chips. It's yummy. I got to have chips with my sandwich. That's my problem with sandwiches. I just, I got to have <laughs> chips. I can't do, sa- having a sandwich without chips and often a cookie, it feels wrong. <laughs> yeah. Damn, this man is subway pilled. Yeah, I mean, honestly. John, when you were also in uh, in Italy, did you did you swing over? I made a Bergheim joke, but I think I saw on your Instagram, you guys hit the club. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah, we hit the club. Um, <laughs> tell me everything, honey. Yeah, I'll tell you everything. I haven't been to Bergheim. I think I've only been once or twice before, but I, everyone, t- you know, when I went, you go like Sunday mornings at like seven. Oh, um, sorry about that. Yeah. So we went like Saturday morning. Cause we, I don't know. I, that's what people said. You wake up at like six or seven and go first thing. Um, <laughs> and we, they didn't let us in. And then we went to another um, club called Tresor classic tressor and it, man it was just so funny like we got there and and the woman at the door was like you have to stand behind the line wait in line and we looked around and we we're like there's no one here like classic tressor yeah and so we said uh, oh i think we're on the list you know we're on the list is the the name da 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 and she goes you're not on the list <laughs> and we said oh okay and then we said, can we come into the club? She says, yes, the club is open for everybody right now. <laughs> like, why, why did we Why did we even do so that? So she wanted um, to be the most difficult, annoying person Yeah, that, at that moment. Yeah, and then we went back to Bergheim the following night or something like that. And, um, and you know, I kind of realized that I think that's sort of part of the spirit of the club is that they sort of, like, break you down a little because Bergheim is the same. Like, they, they kind of bark at you. And like they kind of, you know, and I think the whole concept between getting in, they kind of want to instill that no matter who you are, there's always like mm-hmm. a chance you won't get in at any time. So like mm-hmm. once you get in, you need to sort of behave well, you know, albeit a different definition. Right. Of, it's it's a privilege, not a right to be in here. Yeah. And it doesn't it doesn't matter if you're famous or not. Correct. And that I that, that I appreciate. And I, I like that once you're in there you know, it's sort of like a different set of priorities. Like it's not about money or it's not about networking with somebody or like that stuff is all very frowned upon or, you know, they put a sticker on your camera so you can't take pictures. And I was saying that to someone and and my friend was kind of looking at me, like giving me the side eye. And he's like, you know, that's what people say when they go to Burning Man too. And I'm like, right. Yeah. Cause I'm like (laughs) notoriously like kind of anti Burning Man, never having never been, but, uh, it was an amazing experience. When you when you got turned down the first time, did they give you a reason? Did they say like we need you to come back and more of a look or like try again tomorrow or they did just say no? They said we they said they weren't letting people in at that time, which may have been true actually. Yeah. I just le- learned that the doorman, the famous doorman Sven from Berghain is going to be in the new John Wick movie, which I thought was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I hope he's playing himself, or is he just? You think he's playing like a, a like he's acting like that? That's a yeah, I guess it could go. It could way. be a stretch for him. Yeah. How long? How long did you stay? Is the real question. Not that long. Not that long. <laughs> um, I'm only so inquisitive because I've never been, and it's always, you know, at this point, it's been so long to where I've just built this thing up in my head or expectations of what it's going to be like. And I'm like, surely it won't deliver. And then everyone I talk to is like, yeah, it, it delivers. And, but they never really say any details. It's just kind of like, you had to be there, man. It's ah, just like a different vibe. Man, you know? it's it's a hellscape is what it is. 
<laughs> it's a real hell, and I'm not. I'm not saying that. Is, is that because you don't like deep industrial rape techno, or <laughs> were you hanging out in like the the panorama, like playing some some left field disco? I'm more of a panorama person, but when I say hellscape, I don't even say that in a negative context. It's just I say hell in that like like the normal like good uh, the normal morals don't apply. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah. And, and it's a lot, a lot of of sweaty bodies like kind of people aren't there to necessarily even party in some ways like people are there to like literally work out their demons and you see people like that and like the german way of dancing in a nightclub is everyone faces the dj in this sort of almost like not worship but you're kind of all like at the congregation you know what i mean like yeah you, yeah you yeah. don't yeah. like dance you don't really dance with people you, you can of course but it's not in general every so everyone's kind of facing there, and so it's the, it's almost like this. I don't know. It's I think it's a, it could be a spiritual experience for a lot of people. It's German. I mean, so, so in in America and in other parts of the world, they would consider like the worst thing you can do is just stare in the direction of the DJ the whole time. You want to have a free and open dance floor where you and the girlies can all have fun and party together, and yeah. maybe you'll meet a person in a romantic way and you'll share a dance together. Whereas in Germany, it's just like, don't, 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 don't. Music is good, mm. but they also yeah. invented it, so it's like maybe they're doing something right. Who knows? Man, they're doing something right. Well, they didn't invent they're doing it. Doing something right. I, I, I just, I have no interest because of the hours. It just, it, the hours are tough for me. Even, even when you did cocaine, you couldn't even imagine those hours, right? I couldn't imagine. Yeah. I just can't. I don't know why it doesn't. I also really can't listen to that kind of music. Like I would go in for thirty minutes and be like, "All right, cool. I, I this is cool." But like, that's not the program. You cannot do that. So I would, I would almost feel guilty if that was my experience. Yeah. Um. They they actually have like concerts. They have like ambient concerts and like classical concerts there. Sometimes there's allegedly like a whole another interesting section. Yeah, I could hit the. I could hit the. Yeah, I'll, I'll hit the. I'll hit the classical set at nine a.m. on Sunday. <laughs> I'm out for lunch. That's no problem. Well, the only yeah, the only thing Chris hates more than than techno is is ambient music. So I guess that's no, no. I actually, I, I he's think no, out. no. I I don't put words into my mouth. I think ambient music has a place, much like techno music, mm -hmm. and those are places that I don't often go. But that doesn't mean that they're they're just not for me. It's like that doesn't really exist in my orbit of things. Mm -hmm. I kind of you know, John. I need a guitar. What can I say? I'm old yeah. school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, have you been to um? Have you been to Stagecoach? <laughs> Great question, and no, I haven't. But have you? No, I haven't. Would you go? Oh yeah, for sure. Do you want? Do you want to go? All all go together next year? Yeah, we should all yeah, go next yeah, year. Yeah, I'll go. We should. All right, let's go. <laughs> We're going. I'll go. Um, uh, but I would. Yeah, we would like to go just from an anthropological, scientific research standpoint. Just to yeah. Have you ever? Have you played? Have you played with anyone in that world before? Uh, oh, I saw Randy Travis at a um, restaurant once in New Mexico. That's all I got. <laughs> I was that's I was as that, close as you've gotten was, to play. Was, Damn. No, but it it was cool though. I was like, I was ordering. I was weird. Well, actually, I was on tour with Nora Jones, and so I feel like through her, we must have. Oh God, we must have played with someone or had a guest. But I can't, I can't remember. But so the, the the best story I guess got was we were at this restaurant in New Mexico, and it was like, oh, the Randy Travis special, like you know, rice and beans and uh, chili relleno, like. <laughs> and then I was like, I'll get the Randy Travis special. And then I looked up, and then there was Randy Travis. Just sitting right there, I, th I assume getting his uh, the meal that was named after him, and then he had on like a big, really neon jacket for some reason. And then his kid was emo, <laughs> and his kid was like, 
<laughs> like Randy Travis's kid is sitting there, look like he listens to My Chemical Romance, like eating the. Yeah. So Damn. we live long enough for Randy Travis's child to look like Tony Soprano's Dude, so, kid. Man. This little fucking that's emo so, shit. God damn it. That's so funny, actually. Like, he's so bummed. He was bummed. He's, he's so we, bummed. We don't know that. He looked bummed. He I mean, bummed. I'm going to yeah. get <laughs> yeah, like, No, he was, bummed. he was bummed. He was bummed. That's really fucking funny. That's really funny. John, uh, lastly, yeah. as we close out, whenever we have songwriting folks on the show, we have a, a segment called Sync Talk Uh-oh. where we uh, we ask you, you know, either, either on the good side or the bad side, a story involving uh, a, a sync, a music license, you know, something that ended up being a, a sick-ass payday that bought you that Tesla or something where you're like, oh, I really should have said yes to this, but now my family hates me and I fumbled this bag. Man, I'm waiting I'm waiting for my big, my big sink moment. <laughs> I was just thinking about that today because... Um, I'm sure the whole team is too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> the whole the whole sync team is like yeah yeah wait we're we're waiting on that too man. anytime bro anytime bro yeah um, I helped a bit on this song Bad Habit which was which was a hit um, last year but I thought it was funny like it's just funny because I just got to think about it maybe being on a you know one of the mainstream TV mm-hmm. show like a yeah American Idol type thing and it's just funny because those actually don't really pay very much you know they pay a few hundred bucks to use your song in that way so. Um, um, so I guess I want I want more money. Yeah. <laughs> Great, I like that. I like that. Yeah, bad, bad. And what 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 percentage of the that two hundred dollars that Steve's getting for that song are you taking? You think, man? I, I, I probably shouldn't talk about that, but uh, you know, <laughs> I, I'm I'm happy for I'm happy I'm happy. I love Steve, and I'm I, he's a very generous guy, and so I'm I'm happy about all that. Okay, okay. Um, but it's just funny that the the lump fee uh, coming in, yeah, uh, is, the lump is fee. like. Yeah, it's not it's not that much. It's not as much as you think. So I was just I don't know, it's just funny. I was just thinking like, you know, when I was a little kid, I remember like I remember I saw this band open for Nirvana and they're called Chokebore. Hmm. And I remember thinking, Oh man, Chokebore must be fucking rich. Like, God, they're opening for Nirvana. <laughs> I'm sure these guys are huge, you know. Um, and I remember thinking that I, I like looked up Chokebore the other day and, you know, I mean, I don't know what happened to them after the nineties, but you know, it's not, I don't know. It's just not always like, it's not yeah. always as lucrative. Their, their as, Wikipedia as photo is a guy squeegeeing a windshield at a red light. <laughs> yeah. It's not, it ain't, <laughs> it? it ain't, they didn't have a bad habit. Yeah. Let's put it that way. They didn't have a bad habit. Yeah. No, I don't think they had their bad uh, habit. John, thank you for joining us. Yeah, thanks for taking the time to chat. Thank you, guys. Really fun, really fun. Thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate you, man. We and the album, the album's great. It's really good. We've been listening to it all week. Oh, so nice. Happy for it to hit the happy for it to hit the streets. Yeah, I'm excited to move away from the private SoundCloud link and listen to it on Spotify, just like the rest of the civilians starting today. Man, me too. Me too. Actually, <laughs> to be honest, I always listen to my shit on Spotify just to hear how it sounds. Smart, good yeah, ears, good know. ears. And you know, throw a couple extra shekels in your pocket too. We got those streams up, right? Get the streams up. Yeah, yeah. All right, guys. So everybody listening, go stream it on Spotify. Let's get those numbers up. Let's get them trending. John, uh, thanks for taking the time. We love you. Hey. Thank you. Later, John. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Lots of love. Lots of love. Thank you. Bye.